0: the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. All right, we are officially live. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining Workflow Wednesday. And uh, I'm here with my good friend and uh, colleague, Haley Haley. Gaffin, thank you, Haley, for uh, hanging out with me today for a little bit.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: And um, as many of you probably know, Haley actually does marketing work for Photographers Edit, but she's also a photographer. And Haley, we, we said this last week, and I should remember off the top of my head, but it's HaleyGaffin.com. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> okay.
0: So it's H-A-Y. Actually, you know what? I think I'll, I'll just pop it up here on the screen for everybody. Um, H-A-Y-L-E-E-G-A-F-F-I-N. Um, I thought I had your, your URL set up to go here, but <laughs> we'll just pop your name up on the screen and uh, you guys just use that name and add .com to the end of it. Uh, right. <laughs> but we are here to chat a little bit about Workflow. And um, this is something that we do every Wednesday. It goes out to Facebook Live, uh, facebook.com slash photogs edit P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T, for those of you who are listening in on the podcast. And then for those of you watching live, um, we also push this out to the Boca podcast, and that's... Let me just pop this up on the screen so everybody can see uh, Boca podcast. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram, but you can also go to bocapodcast.com. And uh, in addition to the Workflow Wednesday episodes, right now we're actually pushing out two episodes a week. Uh, Lots of helpful information and just good conversation with photographers From our industry. So go to Boca Podcast uh, if you aren't listening in already. But this is an episode and ultimately a series that we're doing around the topic of workflow. We thought we'd make it a little bit more laid back, a little bit more conversational. And um, so today it's me and Haley. Normally we'd have Rich and Heather Smith join us uh, from Rich Smith Photography. Uh, They're having some technical issues today. Um, So it's just going to be me and Haley at this point. And uh, we're going to try to rock this out. So today, we're actually getting into a topic called, uh, or more specifically, how to be productive when working from home. And of course, everything that we talk about here on Workflow Wednesday centers around workflow. Uh, It may sound a little bit nerdy, but the reality is literally everything that we do on a day-to-day basis as business owners is workflow in some form or fashion. And many, if maybe even not most photographers these days are at least at one point or another working from home. And uh, so we thought we'd chat a little bit today about how to stay motivated working from home because let's be real. um you know, like it's midday now, so noon uh, eastern. Um, but not too many hours earlier, I might be in my pjs if if I didn't have anywhere to go, um, anything- speci- you know anybody to meet with, um, any conference calls to do. Uh, it's easy to just be really chill and relaxed at home and and because of that, many times. Uh, it can easy be or it can be difficult to stay structured and um, ultimately to stay motivated. And so we wanted to chat a little bit today about ways that we stay motivated and a little at least somewhat structured working from home in order to be able to get things done, be more productive, more consistently. And um, so that's what we're going to chat about today. But uh, let's let's just catch up a little, Haley, because I know you and I haven't chatted a whole lot um, this week. What what's new in your world and what's going on with your photography business?
1: Um, well, a lot of fun things are happening. I'm talking to a few businesses about shooting their product and um, their shops for social media content, which has been really awesome and kind of the field I'm looking to get into uh, okay. to focus on. And yeah, so a little and, bit
0: more on the commercial side. I know that yeah. you've shot weddings and, and portraits, um, but moving in the, the commercial direction.
1: Yeah, I still have like I have a wedding this October. Um, so it's not that I'm completely letting it go, but I'm not actively pursuing weddings as much as like, I still love shooting couples, but I also really, weddings are a lot of work.
0: (laughs) They are a lot of work. (laughs) And so,
1: I mean, I would love to shoot a couple of weddings a year, but I, there's no way I could do, you know, 15 weddings a year on top of what I'm doing right now. So
0: Yeah. Seriously. Kudos to all the wedding photographers out there who are still shooting 20, 30, 40, 50 (laughs) weddings a year. Um, (laughs) yeah. And I did about 40 a year for a couple of years. And that was just, that's just a lot, you know, Even 20 or 30, like that many, like basically half the weekends in a year you're out shooting. And in many cases for 10, 12, 14 hours at a time, it is, it is extremely taxing. So yeah, yeah I, I totally get where you're coming from there.
1: Yeah. Are
0: you, um, it, I know that you, you briefly mentioned to me before too, that in addition to to commercial photography, you're going to kind of package that up with some marketing and branding work as well.
1: Yeah. Um, that's the idea. It hasn't been finalized really, but okay. I, I tested out some Facebook ads with a few people um, just trying to test the waters on what, My workload could handle versus Mm. what is actually going to work best for a company who's just now starting out with their social media and really making a package that is a one size fits all but customizable to fit where you are in your business. So
0: yeah, well, I have. I have to give you props because, um I mean, in addition to working full time for photographers at it and sometimes at pretty crazy hours of the night, we were actually just joking before we started at uh, last night at, I don't know, was it like 930 or so? <laughs> I started getting these notifications from our task and project manager and 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 i don't know seven or eight in a row, something like that because Haley was sharing some stuff with me so uh, you you work first of all, you work really hard you' you're very productive on your own and you're self sufficient i guess is the best phrase to use there, which is always helpful for me. It means that you know especially as a, as a business owner and a manager, you always want to have employees or coworkers. Um, that you don't have to micromanage or babysit, if you will. Um, I've had those experiences in the past, and um, it, it's it's ultimately more work than it is helpful. And um, mm-hmm. so kudos to you for that. But what I was getting to here is the fact that some some may say, how do you work full-time for a photographer's edit and then also have time to help manage the marketing efforts of other companies? Because it's a lot of work in that case. Looks like we're freezing yeah. up a little bit. Can you still see me okay?
1: Yeah, you were freezing up a bit.
0: Okay. I think we're back on. We're good. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I don't have anything taking up uh, bandwidth here. <laughs> All right. So we're back at it. Good. But what I was getting at is um, you were managing a lot. You're juggling a lot, but you're doing very, very well at it. And I think this is a really great segue into what we're talking about today because ultimately I, we have a lot of freedom and flexibility. As, our own, running our own businesses um, to be able to get a lot done in a relatively short amount of time, still have a life left over afterward um, if we are strategic in the way that we manage our day to day. And I know we've talked about this type of thing before in the podcast, but I really want to get um, specific today about how I'd like to hear from you. And I'm also going to share some ideas from my end as well that enable me to be productive. Um, I want to hear a little bit about how you maintain productivity through the day, through the week. Um, and ultimately manage as much as you do. Maybe you can share some of those big ideas that drive that ability for you.
1: Yeah, well, the first one kind of hits on what you were talking about a minute ago of being able to do so many things. Um, I think working in the corporate world and having a side hustle helped set me up for that because I would spend 45 minutes driving to work, you know, and before that, I spent an hour getting ready. So that's an hour and 45 minutes of my day that I have, I now have, because I don't do that anymore. Um, And then same coming home 45 minutes driving home. It's very different. (laughs) Um, But when I was working in in the corporate world, running my photography business on the side, I would go to work for, you know, 4050 hours a week, because that's how it works in a salary position. Um, So you'd go do that. And then I'd come home and I'd work all night long on photography, booking, social media, editing, whatever it might be. I was doing all of these things that would take up, you know, 30, 45 hours of my personal time. And I will say not having kids is a huge help for the time that I have all those
0: moms that are listening in dads that are listening in like wait a minute how in the world yeah (laughs) that's true it really does make a big difference for sure
1: yeah someone commented on our social media channels that it's summertime and her kids don't understand uh that she still has to work and I was really hoping Rich and Heather would be able to join us because I feel like they could really add to that um
0: that's true. I will say, even with my kids at home, my kids are sixteen and thirteen, Austin and Addison, and um, we had uh, we actually had, had the opportunity to take a day off yesterday. We went to Six Flags over Georgia and had a lot of fun. My girlfriend and, and, and her kids were there too. We just had a, a blast. Uh, but the normal day to day during the week, um, my my son is now working, which is kind of a new concept in and of itself. He's he's sixteen. He got a job. But you know, even the the kind of the taxiing back and forth. Um, trying to time that, coordinate that, also with music lessons for him, music lessons for Addison. Uh, they're going to be. Addison's also been attending um, a band function for the, the the band in her middle school, and um, and then of course spending time with friends. And so I, I get to play because my son's not quite driving on his own yet. I get to play taxi service, um, and and it's it's interesting. I mean, ultimately, you know, hashtag first world problems, right? But like trying to to balance focused work with all the other personal stuff that you have going on, especially as a parent can be a little bit of a a challenge. It's, it's very, very true that if, if you jump from task to task, it's hard to give it the attention that ultimately will mean the best results. Um, So I, I empathize with, with the parents out there for that matter, anybody that has a lot on their plate, especially mixing the personal and the business Um, But it is a wonderful thing to also have some of that freedom, that flexibility. I think you've got what you have two dogs and and a cat or two cats.
1: Yeah, two dogs and a cat. And they are my children, but they they are not uh, as much work.
0: uh, Yeah, they can take up a lot of a lot of time and and energy, though, too, at times. But talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing um, Mm -hmm. through the week that enable you to be able to, to manage all of this. And again, most people would be it know, just overwhelmed with all that comes with your, your full-time gig with with Photographer's Edit, um, then to add more on top of that, how do you stay motivated? And then I'd be curious maybe to kind of follow up, follow that up with how you manage to, to have enough space in there for yourself and for you and your husband to spend time together so that you don't get absolutely burnt out as well.
1: Yeah. So um, the first thing, and I, you may be able to see it, is I have created a space and I'm still in the process of working on it. Like I just got my final piece of furniture this week. Um, But we, we took one of our spare bedrooms and turned it into an office and which is awesome for writing off on your taxes. So that's (laughs) one benefit, but it allows me to have a space to where I can shut the door and I don't have to think about all of the other things going on in the house. Um, It's, for me, it's well in the process of becoming a place of inspiration, um, a place that makes me want to create and want to work hard for what I'm doing, and that is travel. So it's a travel inspired office. Um, and I'm,
0: I'm actually <laughs> I'm putting up here create a space on the screen, and I totally misspelled it for all those watching. <laughs> Like what in the world, this guy doesn't know how to spell and he runs a company, create a space, S-P-A-C-E. Okay. With the E on the end, there you go.
1: I didn't uh, see it, up. but I was going to ignore it.
0: <laughs> like, wow. I promised I had my coffee today. Um, but it, it is, it, it's an interesting point that you make too, the significance. Uh, I mean, how much you can save in your taxes, just having one room that, that you can actually write off on your taxes, as long as it's mm-hmm. actually dedicated to work is, is a big, big deal.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, This was my first or last year was my first year writing off a home office, even though I've had one, like it's always been an office, but we've I've never like been self-employed. So it's it was nice to have it to write off. I I don't know. Well, Um, but then also
0: like you were pointing out a space to go that's dedicated specifically for work. Like there's almost i I I'm amazed at the number of people that I, that I read about or see online, especially on Facebook that are posting, you know, they're, they're editing from their bed or they're working from their bed. They're doing this thing or that thing from there's, there's something to be said for creating, as you're pointing out a space dedicated to work, yeah. Where not only can you separate that from, for example, your sleeping space, working in the same space that you sleep, unless you're you're in a situation where you, you just don't have any other rooms to work in, working in a space that you sleep is not helping you shut down your mind at night because now your mm-hmm. your body and your mind think, oh, I'm, you know, what about that last thing that I was taking care of with work? It's in kind of a work mode, if you will. So, separating yeah. that is really really important um, for the sake of creating that mental shift, I think (laughs) not only for the sake of, of rest and peace at the end of the day, but then also focus when you're actually going to work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I won't say that I work in here every single day. There are plenty of times, like I I do get tired of being in the same space, so I'll go work in my kitchen or if it's an awesome, beautiful morning, I'll go work on the back porch. Um, but it is just nice to have a place that I can go and I can sit and focus and nothing's going to distract me. And I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice is just creating that space. Even if it's like a closet <laughs> that works as an office. Um, if it's tiny, it doesn't matter. Just makes a little corner for yourself. Um, and then that kind of leads into my second tip is to leave household work for personal time. Um, mm. I know when I first started working for photographers at it, I, we didn't have the office really set up yet. And I was working in my kitchen pretty often, almost every day. And if there were, I think I've said this on one of our early workflow um, episodes, if there were dishes in the sink, it would bother me. Like I would want to get up and go clean the dishes or, you know, whatever it might be. If there was something in the floor, I'd get up to go pick it up. And I just caught myself like doing household work when I should be working. And it, just eliminating the two or creating that space helps me to keep my household work during personal time.
0: Absolutely. Well, again, there there is that significance of separation, um, and yeah. and you know we were alluding to this earlier, but the significance of focused actual focused work. Uh versus mm-hmm. I, again, the other thing, and maybe you're going to touch on this too, but the the um multitasking that I also see happening in the photography industry, the number of people that talk about how they've got a movie playing in the background while they're editing or doing album design or or otherwise, I just don't quite understand how, first of all, you expect to have much of a life left over because now you're now you're doing something that's going to take a lot more time because you have something distracting you in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not only does it take away from or, or affect the efficiency of the work that you're getting done but then again also the, the focus uh, yeah. that you can actually give to that work the multitasking doesn't help and and the same goes uh, to what you're saying the point that you're making which is not to let the personal stuff kind of get in the way of whatever focus you can actually dedicate to your work and you know maybe that the, the compromise here for those of you who are like I just can't I can't manage to completely separate. I've got, you know, eight kids running around and they're doing all this stuff. I get it. That's fine. So maybe the compromise here that I'll I'll just offer for those of you listening and you need a compromise would be something that we've talked about here on Boca before, which is the the Pomodoro method. Rich actually has has brought this up in the past, I think multiple times. And and basically what it is is just working in short segments of time. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you can give it 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes uh, of focused your work focused attention then you, you're going to be able to get better work done. And then you yep. can take a break for five, 10 minutes, do whatever personal stuff you want to do, or just go outside and run or do some pushups or whatever it might be, get a snack and then come back. And again, give it that focused time. That might be a bit of a compromise for those uh, who need it.
1: Yeah. That's actually part of my third tip uh, cool. <laughs> is uh, Perfect. to reward yourself. So I, I do work in segments of time now. I didn't used to do it. It was just I'd bounce back and forth from thing to thing, and I'd never get anything done. Um, It just became very (laughs) convoluted, and I'd feel like I worked on 100 things and nothing was done. And so I started rewarding myself. So, for example, a podcast episode, if I'm editing one, it could take between two and three hours And this is where it's a little different than um, that method. But if I can sit down for two to three hours and edit an entire podcast episode, at the end I'll take myself like a thirty-minute break to go outside with my dogs and play. Because if you can focus for that long (laughs) and you can get it done, then that's one thing that potentially, if I had waited and done it, you know, the old way I was doing it, it could take me five, six hours to do the same thing. But since I sat down and I had very focused time, there's no Facebook, no Instagram, no email during those three hours, then I can get it done in half the time that it normally would take me.
0: Yeah, you know, and this reminds me of something, actually, um, as we're talking about this, it may sound kind of ridiculous to some who are listening in. Maybe you're used to the corporate world, for example, where you go mm-hmm. in, you've got four hours in the morning, you've got a 30-minute lunch, and then you got another 4 hours straight of work, and then you go home, this idea that... Um, you know we're having a hard time focusing, and we're working for 20 minutes and taking a five minute break. Sounds kind of ridiculous, but uh, the reality is, at least based on the conversations that I've had with people, and and maybe even my my own personal experience, people in the co- working in the corporate world at a desk uh, in a in a little cubicle or whatever the situation might be, many times aren't actually giving dedicated focused attention and effort and energy to what they're doing. So yeah. maybe a little bit of work and then checking their text messages and a little bit of work and then seeing what's coming up on on Netflix and a little bit of work and then doing a little bit of searching on Craigslist because you got to pick up something for your house or you know, whatever it might be. But from what I hear, um, that that is that is the more realistic scenario that's happening at work. So what we're talking about here is acknowledging the fact that our attention spans may be not the greatest. And I don't think that doesn't, I don't think that specifically has to do necessarily with modern culture and, you know, cell phones and all the other stuff. Um, I think there is something to be said for, if nothing else, the importance of movement for the sake of our physical health and even mental health and clarity. Um, So the idea of working in shorter spurts of time and, and truly giving it focused attention and energy and not multitasking, doing five things at once, getting up, taking a break and coming back to it is, is really, really important. And I'm glad that you found that, that that's worked well for you too.
1: Yeah. And to piggyback off what you said about corporate world, um, one thing when I first went like started working from home was I noticed in the corporate world, you have so well, especially in advertising agency life, you have so many meetings. Um, Like half of my day could be in meetings and I was not getting any productive work done. And so for for the first like month of working from home, I felt like I was getting so much done, but exhausting myself to get it done. So having those rewards also helped like taking those breaks because what I could get done in a week's time in in a corporate job, I can get done in one day here because there's so many distractions. People come up and talk to you. Yeah. And so like, I guess that kind of helped too, just because I, I couldn't get anything done in a corporate job um, in a, a smaller time frame. just because there are so many meetings. And like with you, we only have this meeting and a meeting tomorrow. And that's really the only meetings I have in an, in an entire week. So it's really nice to be able to sit and focus.
0: Yeah, I I don't want to get into management practices a whole lot here, because it may not necessarily be relevant to most of our audience. But I think there is something to be said for, um, well, first of all, making sure that you hire the right people. I know some of our listeners may be in a situation where they they have hired at least an admin assistant, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a second shooter. But first of all, hire people that that you can trust to get the work done on their own. And then um, ideally, once the initial bit of training happens, Keep it to minimal feedback after the fact, and let them do their thing. Uh, and there's something to be said for that because, as you as you're pointing out, Haley, there, you now have room to just focus on doing your job. Yeah, uh, and I think that's really important. To your point, we you and I meet generally once a week uh, before or after the workflow Wednesday uh, series, and then also on Thursdays our team conference call, and uh, we're, we're kind of meeting virtually with with uh, our customer service and outreach team, and and yourself, myself, uh, and sometimes our operations manager. And uh we get a chance to just kind of connect, catch up on what's going on, look at numbers, any customer service issues that come up. Um, review things that need to be done. I can add things to my to-do list, and um, and we move on. and And it works really well to do that once a week because there is space for for getting work done. But uh, yeah, like the, the corporate, I think there's a lot of room actually. It, it'd be interesting to see the productivity level and even ultimately the profits that a, a corporation, large corporation, could see with an increase and in enabling people to work from home and on their own schedules as long as they're getting the things done that they need to. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't go too deep into it today, but any. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add to this just to to kind of finish things off?
1: Uh, Yes, just having a task management system. And we've had workflow episodes on this. Um, You can go back and listen to those. But having I I used to be a to do list person and I still kind of am like pen and paper, but having a task management system to backlog to have for this week's tasks, today's tasks, all of the things you need to know that you need to do so you don't forget them. Um, I think it's really important, especially for photographers who do have multiple clients at any given time, Um, knowing where you are in that workflow, whether it's in your CRM that you have a task manager or you go out and get one like Todoist or Asana. um, I think it's really important to keep that up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm going to pop up Todoist here on the uh, uh or the the link to Todoist, com. For mm-hmm. those of you that don't use a a task management system uh or a task and project management system, Todoist is a really great place to get started. It doesn't cost you anything. It's clean, it's simple, it's easy to use. And again, it may seem a little bit on the nerdy side, but the reality is we all have so much to keep up with and it doesn't make sense to keep it all in our head. I mean, speaking of yeah, habits that help us kind of relax and actually go to sleep at night. uh, Having a place to dump everything that's in your head and and in a place that you know you can come back to. Uh, My friend Andreka, uh, who's been on the podcast a number of times, she actually sent me a text message. I think it was yesterday, sent me a picture of all of her post-it notes on her desk on her desktop because she knows I'd like to give her a hard time about it. The reality is stuff like that can get lost. So having an electronic system that syncs to the cloud that you can access anywhere uh, means that you can come back to that later on. You can rest peacefully and come back to work the next day and know that you can get to the things that need to be taken care of. So yeah, there is something significant to be said for something like Todoist. I'll add this note. And and as Haley mentioned too, there are, we have dedicated probably multiple episodes at this point to this topic of task and project management. But um, so definitely go back, you can just do a quick search at bocapodcast.com. I'll pop that up on the screen for those of you That are watching B-O-K-E-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. uh, Make sure you go back and uh, look at some of those episodes because we get into the nitty gritty of how to manage tasks and projects, the significance of differentiating between the two and ultimately how to be more productive um, using a task and project management system. So definitely check that out. Uh, but mirror who is listening in says, hi, Hey, Mir, thanks for, for listening in and saying, Hey, and by the way, for those of you who are watching, uh, don't hesitate to comment. If you have suggestions uh, about how to be more productive, working from home, would love to hear your thoughts, your tips, your tricks. Don't hesitate to comment and we'll post those up on the screen and share with everybody. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and jump into just sh- sharing really quickly. Some of the ideas. I, I like ideas philosophy because we can talk about tools and, and we've done that. Uh, but it in order to most effectively use those tools, there need to be a set of principles, values that drive what we do um so that we can ultimately work more consistently and more efficiently and so uh, i 'm just going to share a few ideas that have enabled me to work to be more productive working from home and I will say number one uh, there, it, the and we 've kind of mentioned this already, but the idea of consistency. Uh, is really really important, and when I say consistency, maybe another word here is structure. Uh, but having a loose schedule that I that I go to day in and day out, um, as kind of a uh, a guiding framework to drive me through my day is is helpful. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty disciplined guy, a pretty structured guy like anybody else working from home, running their own business, having that freedom and flexibility, can it can be easy to get distracted. And so having a consistent uh, schedule, ultimately a structure that drives me through my day, nothing that's that, you know where I'm micromanaging myself because that would get really annoying really fast. <laughs> um, but something that kind of guides me through my day, it's, it's really helpful. And we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, uh, and I think on Workflow Wednesday as well. But just very quickly, I'll, I'll I'll briefly mention what is what would be my kind of ideal day-to-day workflow, uh, my weekday workflow. Uh, it starts with a workout and then a review of my values, which are ulti- ultimately driving what I do day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and so on, um, Big, just big picture stuff. And it just takes me a minute, not even that really, just to go back through them um, and remind myself of what I'm living for, what I'm working toward, reading news, catch, catching up on industry news, um, reading in a, a, a chapter in a self-help or a business book just to continue to take information in, but not too much. Um, you know, there's there's a tendency, I think, in, these, in this day and age to take in a lot of information and ultimately not use most of it. Um, and I don't want to fall into that trap. So uh, it's important to take the information in, but not to overdo it, make sure that I'm then mm-hmm. applying it. And then creating, being artistic or creative, uh, giving myself space to work on a, a new project, whether it's for photographers, edit, Uh, or another business that I may be uh, putting together, giving my, giving myself some space to be creative. Um, that, that motivates me. That gives me something to look forward to. There is the reality is at the end of the day, even if most of our day is spent doing things that are proactive in nature, we've talked about this concept before. There may be a few mundane things that you have to get to that. You're not, it's not your favorite thing to do. Um, not, I don't want to spend a lot of time doing that, but to start off my day with something that is exciting, that that enables me to create, be artistic, be creative, is really important to me. So I uh, give myself space for that. And then I jump to the three most important tasks. I'm going to touch on this here in just a second, but uh, time dedicated to big, proactive tasks that are moving my company forward, focusing on that. Some time to meditate, um, focus on then creating content for ads, Facebook ads, social media ads, and some of the other marketing work that we're doing. Uh, Communication. So that that focuses around communication with my team, Haley, our development team, and so forth through our task and project manager, Todoist. Uh, Email, social media, Facebook groups. There's a time in the afternoon that is dedicated to communication. Phone calls if I need to make them. Uh, and then at the end of the day, uh, the, the goal then would be to to set up my three MIT's most important tasks for the following day. And that's how my day kind of ends. So there is a lot of um, there is some structure to that. It sounds like a lot of steps, but it's it still gives me a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility within that relatively loose structure um, to, to not feel kind of overwhelmed with the micromanagement. But enough structure to to kind of push me through my day. And that's really helpful. Um, yeah. The antithesis to that, and my next point would be the idea of variety. And it may seem kind of ironic. I just talked about structure <laughs> and uh, the idea of doing something consistently. But variety, then, I need variety for the sake of not getting burnt out doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So you know the goal would be to do to, to consistently follow through with that structure that I just described maybe eighty percent of the time and then if occasionally I want to break that and go take a motorcycle ride just to clear my clear my mind or get a workout in in the middle of the day again to clear my mind and take care of my body uh, or maybe you know drive to see my girlfriend for an hour or two she she just moved up uh, to the area and we've had the opportunity to spend a little bit more time together and that's that's kind of nice but I have the freedom the flexibility to be able to do that as a business owner. And I can't, obviously I can't do that kind of stuff all the time. I'm not going to get the work done that I need to, but I have that. And to take advantage of that for the sake of variety, for the sake of breaking up any potential monotony, I think is really, really important. Um, So that would be the next point. And then after that, and I I alluded to this already, uh, but something else that has really helped uh, for me is an intense morning workout. And uh, we talked about the significance of taking care of our health as photographers Uh, on the podcast, on on the Workflow Wednesday series, actually, a little while back. So you can do a search for that. But there is something to be said for jumping into, at least for me anyway, jumping into my day with a really intense workout. For me, it's a 20-minute high-intensity interval session on the elliptical machine, followed up with some heavy lifting. And this just gets me moving, the blood flowing. And it's ultimately, it's kind of exhilarating, honestly. And it feels good to go from that into... Ah, uh, whatever work that I need to get done for the day or to my daily schedule, uh, mm-hmm. that that really drives me. And um, to not do that consistently, ultimately, I kind of feel bleh. You know, just a little bit lazy almost, even. And um, so I've really, really enjoyed that, and that makes a big difference for me. And I know a lot of people would argue, well, I'm not a morning person. I get it. So maybe start just a little bit later in the day, but. I know a, that it's going to help boost my energy level and help push me through my day. And two, if I push it to later in the day, the likelihood of me getting that workout in is lower. And, um, so that makes a big difference for me. I know I'm talking a lot, Haley. Um, I, I don't want to, um, to, to just kind of ramble on. Do you have anything to add to the conversation thus far? Those were three points.
1: Well, I think we talked about this on that, um, that health episode, but yeah. I'm, I'm what you're talking about. I am not, I'm a morning person, but I'm not a let me go workout in the morning person. So. <laughs> I'm definitely a, a night workout person. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'd rather work out at night and then crash.
0: <laughs> you know, and there's actually, for one, I understand there is there is something to be said for that uh, working having a hard workout two to three hours before bedtime. Apparently. <laughs> makes a difference in your the quality of sleep or ability to be able to, to sleep well. From what yeah. I understand, this is something I actually just heard the other day, maybe for the second or third time, but it's it's kind of an interesting point of conversation. So kudos yeah. to you for having the discipline to actually get it done <laughs> later on in the day when you're maybe feeling a little bit tired. But um, yeah, no, I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, and I and this is kind of a, a funny segue, but um, I'm going to actually jump to my next point. And as much as we're talking about how to be productive working at home, um, I'm going to say not working at home uh, is is actually something that helps me stay productive. And this may seem kind of funny. I'm going to pop this up on the screen here. It may seem kind of funny, but ultimately, again, for, to, to my earlier point about variety, not being in the same space, especially my apartment, which gets really quiet, especially if my kids are not around. And that's great for the sake of focused work. Uh, but I like to break things up, have a bit of variety. And I like to be around people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so even doing something as simple as going to a coffee shop, and we've got a number of them uh, in the area, which are really nice. Again, for the sake of variety, you can go to different places, ride my motorcycle to the coffee shop. In fact, we'll be doing this tomorrow for our, our weekly Chattanooga photographers uh, we get together. We got this really kind of funky place called Frothy Monkey. It's, it's a hilarious name, but a really great little spot to go um, sit and hang out with other photographers, get a little bit of work done and uh, have some great food, but I can get out and that breaks up the monotony. And so not working at home all the time is also, it, it, there's there's something to be said for how variety actually encourages creativity. Being in a different environment encourages creativity. And um, it, it's actually quite helpful for me. And uh, so I, I enjoy that. And so that, that would be my next point. Um, we talked about task managers and uh, I'll go ahead and put this up on the screen as well, but keeping my to-do list short, uh, this is something that is, for me, makes a big difference. Right now, actually, my my today list, my daily work list, my the MIT list has grown quite long. It's not three items. And that ultimately, seeing that long of a list can be overwhelming for me. And then there's um, you know, there's a tendency that we have as, as photographers, business owners to see, or for that matter, as humans to, to, uh, to actually see a big project and just get overwhelmed by it. And again, to, to this point about motivation, not have the motivation to go get that thing done. So taking it a few steps at a time, focusing on one big thing that is going to make a big difference in my business. It's proactive in nature. It's moving my business forward. Just having two or three of those on, on a list for the day to focus on, to give it, just really great energy and attention to m- can make a big difference in the le- level of productivity, the motivation that drives that productivity. And I think that's really, really important as well. So to that point, that's I have good. to, I need to actually go back after we finish our conversation <laughs> and, um, and, and call through that list and, and make some, some tweaks, some adjustments to it. But that mm-hmm. is helpful for me. And do you find that that's the case
1: Haley, for you as well? Well, I, it depends. Um, I've started implementing that into, Like I have a to-do list um, and then I'll prioritize the top three. And those are the three I have to accomplish today. And then if I can get to the other ones, that's great. Um, So like this week currently, it's for the last three days, it's been edit one podcast um, every day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, edit one podcast. Um, And then on my second task for the day is we're working on our email automation So whether it's, you know, finalize, get approval, or whatever it might be, make adjustments, that's my second task on those three days. Um, And then also social media, just making sure everything like our Instagram stories are, you know, active, because there was a time when we were putting out this many episodes, and I was falling behind on social media, and I could tell. uh, So I'm not sure if everyone else could. But I was like, man, I haven't posted an Instagram story in like, four days so that's one of those things like just making sure we are active um but for me you mentioned working at coffee shops or other Mm -hmm. places that are not home i have a hard time focusing Mm, so like work that has to require a lot of attention i can't do outside of the house Mm -hmm. but like social media for me that's one of those like you could multitask with it so i can sit and watch what's going on around me, but still be working. Um, whereas well, because upon- a lot
0: of that social media, you have the content. It's just a matter of kind of packaging it up to put it out on social yeah. media, right? So you're uh, not having to think creatively to create it yeah. as much as just put it all together. Almost right. almost busy work. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally feel yeah. you on that. I, I'm actually very similar. I like to be able to be in a space, especially if I have some busy work to get done, where there is that background noise of being around people, hearing the buzz, the, you know the coffee machines, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, for, for really focused work, I'm, I'm definitely with you. It's nice to be able to have quiet. In fact, I don't, my, my kids are, are just music obsessed and I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they they both play and listen to music very, very actively. Yeah. I'm not very good about listening, even listening to music when I need to get focused work done.
1: Well, I think we asked Nathan, well, I'm going to stay on here and try talking. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully he will be back. Am I back? You're back. Oh, man, that, that was, was really weird. awkward.
0: It tried to sign us off. Thanks for carrying the show there for a second. <laughs> oh, man. I think I was talking too much. They were just like, forget him. He's talking too much. He's rambling on. Um, we'll actually get to the last point here really quickly. and um, And it's really something that I've already alluded to. Uh, throughout our conversation, but the, the significance of working in short amounts of time. We talked about the pom- Pomodoro technique, uh, working in know 25 to 30 minute segments and then taking a short break and then going back. Of course, the key there is getting focused work done. If you're sitting around playing on social media while you're also doing something else um, and that's your 20, 25, 30 minutes work segment, shame on you. You need to get dialed in. Yeah. Um, so focused short spurts of, of work, I think um, are a great way to go, at least for me. And I can really dive in. And this is tends to be how I work in, in just in my life in general. So I know that about myself. And, and um this is one of those things where I don't think I need to change it a whole lot because I know I can get stuff done. So understanding how I work, catering to that a little bit, working in short spurts of time is helpful for me. And then I can, you know, whether it's a five minute break or I take an hour, like I said, and get out and ride the bike or whatever it might be, I can still get my work done for the day. But taking that break is is a way of both enjoying what it means to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur, at least from my perspective um, yeah. and also clearing my head for the sake of maximum focus or maximum creativity um, being able to give more to my business really ultimately. I think that's, that's really, really important. So yeah. that's, that's just some ideas um, that work for me. Anything that you want to add as we kind of close this conversation?
1: Yeah, I think I've mentioned this before in a previous episode, but um, I started planning out my days while well, I tried doing it on Sunday nights. Um, just to, so I'm not doing it Monday morning. I can dive right into work. But, um, one thing is just adjusting your days throughout the week. Um, and I time block, uh, similar to that where I'll go into my calendar and I'll mark off, you know, I know it's going to take three hours for me to edit this podcast. If I start at 8am, I can finish by (laughs) 11am. had to do that math real fast. Um, (laughs) I can finish by 11am and then I found that my most productive time is in the morning. So if I get all of my focus tasks done in the morning by like 3 PM, I'm losing my productivity up until like around six o'clock I can jump back in. And a lot of times that's what I'll do is I'll take a break during the day. And I know that from six to nine, if, if I, my personal life is dead, (laughs) um, I can jump in like, my husband works night shifts, so there are half the nights of the week he is gone working, so sure. I can take that time and work. Um, it's, just, it's really what's best for you, but time blocking has helped me to stay on task and know what I have to do for the week and if there is enough time to get everything I need to do done.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's not only the time blocking, but I'm glad that you make that point again about being aware of how you function best. So, you know, at a certain mm-hmm. time of the day, about three o'clock or so, your, your body's starting to wind down, your mind has been worked hard enough and it's like, yeah, I don't really want to be in this anymore. So <laughs> at that point, I mean, you, it, again, that's a good time to, to handle busy work that doesn't require a whole lot of creative thought. But yeah. there is something to be said, um, significant to be said for understanding how you best work and catering your schedule to that. And uh, there again is why I would suggest starting the day with something that is proactive in nature or multiple tasks that are proactive in nature that are moving your business forward. So if for some reason, um, listeners, photographers that are, that are listening in, if, if for some reason, you know, midway through the day, you're, you're just done with it. You know that you've <laughs> at least gotten multiple things done for the sake of the growth of your business, for moving your business forward and then there is nothing wrong with taking advantage of the freedom the flexibility that you've generated as a result of implementing some of the structure that we're talking about and that's ultimately why why this stuff even matters. Yeah. Um, I've I've spent almost 20 years in the industry and there have been way too many conversations with photographers that Uh, that are talking about how they're working until or seeing conversations online that are talking about working till all hours of the night, staying up, editing. I mean, especially for business owners that have been in the business for a long time and they're still just repeating the same habits over and over and over again. They likely will have families, too. Mm -hmm. So not only is it hurting them because they're not getting sleep, it's burning them out because they're constantly working uh, and not efficiently but it's also taking away from time with the important people in their life. And what we want to encourage with this series is to consider ways that you can make your day-to-day workflow more efficient so that you can have more freedom and flexibility in your life. as an entrepreneur. That photographer's edit is ultimately offering. Uh, it looks like I'm freezing up again. No, there yeah. we go. We're back. <laughs> Uh, but that—that's what photographers edit offers through our editing service. Yes, we offer custom editing for wedding and portrait photographers, but ultimately, we're giving you your life back. That is the real value there. We're giving you hours and hours of time back. <laughs> but I realize there are still other things that you can't outsource to photographers' edit. Uh, and if you are going to be managing that stuff yourself, there are ways to get those things done efficiently. That's what the purpose of this this workflow Wednesday series is. And to that point, as we close out here, do make sure if, if you're listening on the Boca podcast, you can go to com and go back and listen to some of the older episodes. Uh, we've covered a wide variety of topics around workflow, including our health. We talked about health today. We, we even got into health a little bit, how to manage that efficiently. Uh, But you can go go to BocaPodcast.com to listen to the old old episodes. We'll link you to some of the most popular podcast players that were on there. And then for those of you who are watching on live or you're listening in the podcast and you want to go to watch the live stream, it's just Facebook.com. And I'll pop this up on the screen really quick. Uh, Facebook.com slash Photogs, edit P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T facebook.com slash edit. Of course, you're w- we're watching this. You're probably already there, but you can go back and watch the, the old videos and um, learn more about how to work efficiently so that you've got more freedom and flexibility in your life. So yeah. I think that's it, Haley. Thank you awesome. for sharing all your workflow tips. Um, and again, major kudos to you. I, I think I've said this to you off the air, but uh, on air, for the, for the record, um, I have to give you props for your productivity. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. And, and ultimately, you. for somebody who has so much on their plate, um, you do it well. And thank you for sharing the tips, the tricks that enable you to do some of that stuff. Uh, really, really good.
1: Awesome. Well, this was
0: fun. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks for joining in, for listening in, for watching. Have an absolutely wonderful Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at photographers dot com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.